0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the first season of the Piston Podcast, recorded today or not today, on the 19th of June 2020. And normally, it's actually quite weird, um, because normally I record this podcast normally around midday on the Friday before the podcast is released on the Sunday. But this time, I am still sat here on a Friday, but it's actually quarter past day in the evening, so it's actually quite late in the day. Um, but I just didn't get a chance to record the podcast today, and I could do it tomorrow... Saturday. But I just don't want to. I want to do it now because I've got nothing to do. So I may as well do the podcast now. And I don't know what um what this will all result in. Maybe I'll talk more, maybe I'll talk less, with it being later on the day. We'll just have to wait and see. Um remember to subscribe to the Piston Podcast and leave a good review if you are on that platform. And if you're on any other platform, then do whatever else you do. I'm not really sure. I just know on iTunes you can subscribe and leave good reviews. So if you can do that then please do, because I appreciate your support, and remember to follow me on social media, at DanielCars05, so that's like Twitter, and Facebook, and uh, Instagram, and stuff like that, but Facebook confuses me, it's not my preferred social media, so Twitter and Instagram are my main ones, so you can follow me there for all of the latest piston podcasts, behind the scenes things, and random car things that I may get up to, or maybe just random conversation, um, which is what we get on this podcast anyway. It's just the most random podcast. Uh, yeah, it is actually in the automotive charts, so very happy about that. I did talk about it last week, um, but I'll just mention it again this week. Remember, the more you subscribe, and the more reviews you give, and the more downloads and listens you give to the Biston Podcast, the higher it will become in the automotive chart for podcasts on Chartable. So yeah, please show your res- your support and do all of them things, and then... We'll try and make it to number one. We'll beat Johnny Smith and Richard Porter. Um, That's my goal. That's my ultimate goal. Anyway, um, enough promotions and stuff like that. I'll probably come back to it at the end. Who knows? It's a bit boring, isn't it? This week is about EVs. Again, I do apologise. I know it is the Piston podcast and I'm talking about non-piston cars. But at the end of the day, EVs are something I really like and I've got a big passion for, as well as internal combustion engine cars. Uh, I know a lot of the listeners that listen to this podcast like electric cars, and also they're the future, so why not talk about them? And even though it is called the Piston Podcast, who cares? Because electric cars are cars at the end of the day, and if you think of a piston, you normally think of a car. So it sort of works, but I know it sort of doesn't, so I do apologise. But this isn't the first electric car I've talked about in the series, I think it's maybe my second or third, I did Honda e a few weeks back, and then I think a few weeks Prior to that, I did another electric car, maybe wrong, I don't even know my own podcast. You can probably scroll back now and see the answer for me and you can scream out your device. Uh, But yeah, this week I'm reviewing the Mini Cooper SE, and that's the Mini Cooper S Sport Electric. I know, it's interesting, this car. Or maybe just the Mini Electric, or the Mini E, or the Mini, whatever you want to call it. Um, But Mini Cooper SE is how it's badged. Very, very good car. I will come to it properly later on in the podcast, so do stay tuned. Don't tune out and start listening to the Auto Express podcast or whatever, because you're now glued here. You cannot leave for the next half hour or so, depending on how long I ramble on. Uh, but yeah, Mini Cooper S is later on. Top 10 list of electric cars, again, uh, thanks to AutoCar. Um, So, yeah, thank you to Autocar for their fantastic specs and stats and stuff like that. You can head over to autocar.com or .co.uk, I always forget, I think it's .co.uk, you scroll right to the bottom and you've got a load of top 10 lists of cars that are on sale and that's where I got all of my little stats for, uh, for the top 10 lists on the podcast. And then at the end, or close to the end anyway, we've got My Way or Highway and this week, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is even though you could just cheat and have a look in the description. But, you know, all of you Piston Podcasts followers and listeners, you're loyal, so you're not going to do that, are you? Um, and I know you, John, listening over there. I know you're about to scroll down. Don't do that. Alfie, I know you're going to scroll down. Steve, no, don't you dare. Right, sorry about that. Sorry for my bad acting. You can tell I don't do drama in school. Uh, let's get on with the podcast, and let's start with some random bits of conversation that I've got jotted down on my piece of paper In front of me, while to the right I've got the sun setting, which is very nice. Um, In the news this week, uh, Top Gear started filming again, and they were filming in electric cars. Uh, The Mini E, which I'm reviewing later on with a plug, Honda E, which I reviewed a few weeks ago, and um, the Peugeot E208, which is also very good, which I might review. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, If you'd like to see that, let me know. Um, I know I would. um, But yeah, they were filming there, and they were basically racing all these electric cars around Alden Towers. Uh, a big theme park place near me, actually. And then they went filming again in some very exotic cars. I think it was a Ferrari 40 a Lamborghini Diablo, and a Jaguar XJ220. Now, it didn't go to plan. Because probably, you've probably all seen it in the news and in the papers and stuff like that. Paddy McGuinness has binned it. Yes, that's right. The BBC have found another Richard Hammond. Um, Paddy McGuinness crashed a Lamborghini Diablo. Um, and he's apparently he was only doing about 30, 40 mile an hour. But... He said, as it turns out, old cars, supercars with massive engines in the rain, don't really work together very well. So, yeah, he binned it, and the whole rear end just came off, basically. But um, hopefully the car will be back on the road soon. Um, and I know Penny McGuinness is back on the road. They're filming again, so not to worry. But I'm just... I know this is probably a bit crude, but I've got my fingers crossed that it's going to be showed on television. Just something to laugh at. It's the same when, when Richard Hammond had his crash back in 2017, I think it was, the Rimac off the Swiss hill climb for the Grand Tour. Um, I always have my fingers crossed. and Hopefully it's going to make it into the episode. And I know that's probably really evil and horrible. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I do show sympathy, but yeah, it's just nice to have it in the episode, isn't it? And it brings some clout, I say, with my fingers, um, what do you call it, inverted commas. You know when you do the finger stance thing? It's difficult podcasting, you've got to describe what you're doing. It's just, it's awkward. But anyway, um, that's interesting news for Top Gear. I'm sure the BBC are very happy because they got all the press and stuff like that, which is what they like. Moving on to another TV show, another car TV show, Fifth Gear. Fifth Gear is a TV show I've been watching the past few weeks more than usual. I never really used to watch it, but I've become obsessed recently in lockdown. It's like the new TV show that I just watch. Um, and basically Fifth Gear did a tweet a few weeks ago saying, oh, post your questions and we'll answer it in a live Q&A video. So I posted my question, I said something about, oh, uh, what's your most memorable 5th Gear shoot, good or bad? And it made it into the video on YouTube, 5th Gear YouTube channel, I think it's about three minutes into it. And yeah, my Twitter got a bit of a plug there, which is very good. Um, And talking of Twitter, my Twitter's gained followers massively on my Instagram, the past week or two. I don't know if it's 5th Gear or what, but I reached just over 500 followers on my Instagram, and I've reached 250 on my Twitter. So, thank you to all of you that are following me. I do really appreciate it. I'm not one of them crazy people that just tuts and raises his eyebrows at these types of things. I do really appreciate all of the support, um, if any, that I get. Um, So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, Another thing, it's not really piston-related, but I suppose it's road-related. Last Sunday, which is when episode 11 was aired on all of the pod providers, uh, pod places, whatever you want to call it, for all of you pod people. It's nice, isn't it? Pod this, pod that. Um, I woke up at 3am, yeah, that's right, I woke up at 3am, 12th, I think, 12th of June, um, Sunday, I'm just getting too complicated now, woke up at 3am to meet up with my friend Matt, who was on the podcast, episode 5, I think, and we went for a bike ride, and it was very nice, and the funny thing is, this is why I'm talking about it, there was literally two cars on the road, that was it, by, near me, just down the road, there's a big roundabout, and it's got, like, loads of bypasses linking up to it and stuff like that, and I never dream about cycling around that, it's just you're going to get squashed, aren't you? It's just inevitable. But about early in the morning, I just flew around it, even at 7am. It was just so quiet. And I know we're sort of getting used to quietness, or maybe not so much now, but a few weeks ago with COVID-19. But this was like quiet, quiet. It was almost like it was like a war was going on. It's really freaky. But if there's any cyclists that are listening, probably isn't because it's a car podcast and I'm one of the very few people that likes cars and bikes, um, then yeah, do go out on your bike early in the morning. Don't be put off by the dark. Because it's, it's proved to be really nice. I did put some pictures on social media. So again, check it out. Daniel Carso 5. And there is a YouTube video. Me and Matt have a YouTube channel called All Things Auto. So do have a look. Anyway, I think we should do some car news. This is all motoring news that I found online. Some exciting. Some boring. What what do you reckon it's going to be? Announced today. Range Rover announces a special edition autobiography model to celebrate 50 years of Range Rover. This was... Yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. So, a massive happy birthday to Range Rover, even though you have made some hideous cars in the past and stuff like that. Happy birthday to Range Rover. 50 today, middle-aged. It's an icon, it's a milestone. Um, The Lucid Air car will be unveiled on the 9th of September, uh, with deliveries planned for 2021. That's an interesting one. A lot of concepts coming around at the moment. I think that's electric, which is good, because I like electric cars. And I also like engine-powered cars, because I just like both. Because why not? Uh, Apparently we can expect to see double the number of car launches by 2022, uh, and it seems like the automotive industry is slowly starting to wake up again, that is true, Um, cars are now starting to sell again, which is fantastic news, because on the the 1st of June, the start of the month, uh, car car, car showrooms and stuff like that opened for the first time in Yonks, so that was good news for the car industry, cars are now selling again, which is very good. What's What else has been going on? Uh, Mercedes-AMG has revealed the range-topping 2021 E63 saloon and estate. I've got pictures here. I've got to say, they look all right, but Mercedes are going through this phase at the moment with their headlights just look like bugs. Just look too small for the car. I just don't think it looks right. So, Mercedes, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, but you may be, I don't know, just sort out your design a bit, because it's it's almost like your cars are, you know, really depressed dogs. Um, it just doesn't really look right so sorry about that Um, Mercedes, talking to Mercedes they've created a way to eliminate turbo lag and I don't really know why I've got to read this entire article to find out which is not great, it's not really podcast friendly but there we go Um, headline here, a Dodge Challenger goes for a swim in Florida yes, he went for a swim so it says here so it turns out Dodge Challengers aren't great in water you don't say this guy's obviously binned it um, and near me there was actually a Citroen... No, it was a DS3. Yeah, Citroen DS3. Got it right. In the lake. And that was unusual. Uh, <laughs> um, there's been a first teaser of the new Ford F-150. Uh, and there's, there's new technology. There's new lights. And it actually looks alright. The pictures they've teased are useless. But you can sort of make out-ish what it'll look like. But they are really bad. A showroom fresh 2020 Toyota Supra gets absolutely decimated... Drawing a test drive. Um I've got a picture here, and oh my lord, that is what you call a crashed car. Yeah, that car probably isn't on the road anymore. It's definitely not on the road anymore. It's absolutely wrecked. Apparently the occupants of the car occupants of the car are still alive, which is the main piece of news. Um but yeah, that car is well and truly stuffed. Um RIMAX starts the production of the Concept 2. First deliveries are due to come at the end of the year. That's exciting. Just don't give one to Richard Hammond. Hmm? Anyway, that's enough for car news. I think we should just get on with the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week, which, as I said, this week is the Mini Cooper SE, which is the sporty Mini Cooper, except it's the electric version. And what's interesting is that the SE is actually le- less expensive than the S, and I'd go for the SE uh, not only because it's cheaper, just because it's just it's just more exciting, more unusual. Um, um, the engine, sorry, not the engine, sorry, I'm completely bonkers. It starts at around £24,000, which for an electric car of that sort of range and style and stuff like that is actually pretty decent, so well done to MINI for that. It comes with a 136 kilowatt motor, and that's the same as in the i3. And in fact, the MINI Cooper SE shares a lot of its internals from the i3. Because obviously MINI is owned by the BMW brand, so it's highly surprising. It's front-wheel drive, and the engine produces 181 brake horsepower, which is a lot um, for a Mini, I suppose, isn't it? And people say, is this the first electric hot Hatch? And yes, it is. I'm going to say yes. Um, the engine and the car itself provides 199 pound-foot of torque, which, again, is quite a bit, but you're not going to you know, be towing caravans with it and stuff like that. MPG, miles per gallon. Obviously, this doesn't really a- apply to this, but... The equivalent to that is miles per kilowatt, and this averages four miles per kilowatt. And if you can get anything from four and above, that's really good. Um, th- even 3.5 is really quite good. Um, but yeah, that's that's really quite good. It doesn't use many kilowatts and stuff like that. So that is good. Uh, it's got a range of 144 miles. This is the three version, because Mini make three versions. There's the Mini Cooper SE 1, 2, and the 3. The 3 being the wor- best, and the 1 being the worst. It's hardly worse, but... Just, you know, less less special, um, in a way. But yeah, the the 3 has the highest range, I believe. So 144 miles isn't actually that bad. I think you can do a fast charge from 0 to 80% in just... I think it's 36 minutes to be exact, which... You can hardly moan at. that's pretty fantastic. But then the Honda e charges in 30 minutes at the same charge. But then again, you've got less range, so make your choice. Not 60 in just 7.3 seconds, which is amazing. Um, But it will go slower because you've got different modes. You've got normal mode, you've got sport modes where you get the most power, and you've got eco mode and you've got eco plus. And eco plus and eco, you know, they just limit the air conditioning and the heater and stuff like that. What I like about these electric cars is they've got this drive-only technique. So you can have the heater on and it will only do it for the driver, which saves power if you're the only one in the car, or maybe if you're selfish on a family road trip. But yeah, it's... Electric cars they need to have heat pumps and stuff like that, don't they, really? it's just It just makes sense. Um, what else? Top speed is electronically limited to 95 miles ninety five miles per hour. And I'm sure you're all just at your sofas or in your cars or, I don't know, doing whatever. It'll probably frowning or trying to turn off your phone. But actually, you shouldn't be going over 70. So get back into your chair and carry on listening to the podcast. Because, yeah, and carry on buying these minis because they're great. But yeah, you shouldn't be going for 70. Mm, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it weighs 1,440 kilos, which is surprising as it's an electric car. Zero grams of CO2 um, emissions per kilometre, which again, is hardly surprising because it's an electric car, EV. Uh, it's a three-door only, so you can only get three doors. But at it's least it's less practical, but then again, it looks better and it's a Mini. You don't really want a five-door Mini, do you? Unless it's a Clubman and I actually quite like the Clubman, the new one. The JCW Clubman's really nice, I think, in a green. Countryman's not for me. It's not for me at all. Um, it, I, th- I think it's got around four seats, because it's a Mini, isn't it? So it wouldn't have four seats. Um, and also, you've you got to have the little transmission tunnel going through the car. Um, and also, because it's a, they've, they've used the same body as the engine-powered Mini, so of course it's going to have the little transmission tunnel, as it's called. Um what else? Other pieces of random info. It's got higher ride height than the normal Mini, and that's because um, it's, it's a lot heavier, and they've got to raise it up. Uh, but they've made this less noticeable by fitting it with 17-inch wheels. Or you can go for the E-shaped wheels, and the E in the wheels are sort of shaped like an E, obviously, but they're also shaped like a plug socket. And I actually think they're very, very unique. But if, you, if you're if you not a person a person that is into unusual things, and just go for the standard 17-inch wheels, and they're just spoked wheels, you know, you get on these Minis. But yeah, they're both very nice at the end of the day. It's very, very nippy. This is, uh, as I say, a little hot hatch, electric hot hatch, and it's very nippy. We used to have a Mini Cooper, and it was a 1.6. It wasn't an S, but it still felt mega fast. It just had enough power. It's over 130 horsepower, not 60 in about 8 seconds, or something like that, which is comparable to this, actually. Um, But it was just incredible. Really, really nice car. It just chucked you about a bit, that's a problem. But Mini now have sorted out. Ours was a 2007 model, so it was still fairly new. Uh, I think it's the R56, I think, or the R57. I'm trying to be technical now and it's really not working. Um, (laughs) So yeah, there we go. Rivals consist of the Honda e, the Renault Zoe, the Peugeot e208, and even a classic electric Mini, because there's a, a company called Swindon Power Terrains, and I've got this off Johnny Smith Car Pervert channel on YouTube, so check that out, so thank you to Johnny for the info about this. Swindon Power Terrains in Swindon, I'm guessing, um, take any classic Mini, you can just give it to them, pay them like 30 grand or something like that, and they will convert that Mini into electric, which means it's reliable, it's good for the planet, and it's it's plenty fast. And I actually think that's great, because soon you'll be able to take any classic car you want, or any car you want, to Swindon Power Terrains. And they they will literally just bung in the electric stuff and take out the diesel, petrol, whatever. And that's great. I think it's great. And if that keeps old special cars on the road, then I really support that. Really support that. That's fantastic. So, Swindon Power Trains, I'd actually really like to visit there one day. There's a little... Um, I'd love to go there, actually. For a podcast and an article. Who knows? As an as an idea for the future. But yeah, it's sort of up to you. Would you like a new Mini Cooper SC, or would you like to take an older Mini and put the electric... Uh, running gear inside. Just think about that because they're roughly the same price. I think me personally, I'd probably just go for the new one because it's a bit bigger, a bit more practical, a bit more comfy, and just a better car really. Even though the older one's probably a bit more special um, and a bit more unique as well. Because I reckon these Mini Cooper Electrics are going to go mad, exp- mad in terms of like popularity and stuff like that. Um, but not as much as the ID3. People may know the ID4. Um, was um, sort of released this week I think it was and it's sort of their little crossover sort of competitor with the MG ZS and it looks great I think it's it's alright and the ID range is going to be pretty phenomenal for VW and they say it's really important for them because it's probably going to phase out the Golf and they say it's the most important car they've ever made even um, beating the Beetle which is huge. Anyway back to the Mini Cooper SE. Um, Pros, it's got plenty of power, it's well built It's a fantastic price as well. For a Mini, 24 grand plus is quite a lot, but it's an electric Mini. So, yeah, save your energy. It's nothing to get stressed over. Cons, I haven't actually written any down. And that's not because there isn't any, because there probably is. It's because I couldn't think of any. I spent ages looking at YouTube videos and doing my research. Just couldn't find any cons. I think it's a very well-built car. It feels very premium and very good quality for the money you pay. So really, I can't fault it. I'd love to have a go in one, or have a look at one. Um, So if you have a Mini Cooper electric, even if it's an S or not, or any electric car in fact, get in contact. Email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com, or contact me online at DanielCars05 on the social media. So there we go. I'm going to give it a Piston Podcast rating of 5 out of 5. And I know I give a lot of cars 5 out of 5, but that's just because I review the cars I like, so it's difficult to give it a bad rating. But Who knows? I might start letting other people choose what car I review. I might do that, actually. And then it'll be a bit more varied, the Piston Podcast ratings and stuff like that. So there we go. That's the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. Completed. Mini Cooper SE. Um, I reckon just go ahead and buy one. They're great. Just do it. But if you compare it, there's a load of competitors for it. I'm still talking about it, but it doesn't matter. See, the Honda E is probably the most interesting. It's three-wheel drive, and it's bonkers, like turning circle-wise and stuff like that. But on paper, it's one of the worst. Um, there's the Renault Zoe, which makes sense because, one, it looks right now with the fra- facelift and the new interior. It's got a 50 kilowatt battery, I think, or is it 55? Which means you get like 244 mile range, which is, yeah, it's it's more than acceptable. So, I think this is probably the quickest. It definitely is the quickest um, of the range. Not Tesla Speed or anything like that, but it's definitely the quickest. But there's probably other practical ones. So if you're after an electric car, that's good for economy and stuff like that, and maybe this isn't the car for you, but if you're after, if if you have just an exciting petrol-diesel car that you want to replace with an EV, then probably consider this, because it's very good. Or if you don't really care about the on-paper stuff, then the Honda E as well. And you can listen to that review by going back in time. I think, if I just get my little leaflet thing, when did I review it? I think I reviewed its it two weeks ago, or was it three weeks ago? I can't remember. Just have a scroll back in the Piston Podcast archive and you'll see it there. So there we go, Mini Cooper SE. If this isn't the car for you, then I'm going to do a top 10 list now, courtesy of Autocar, of electric cars that are also on sale. Getting off at number 10 is the BMW i3, which is basically underneath. It's similar to the Mini Cooper SE, yet more expensive. And I know which one I go for. I go for the Mini. And number 9 is the Honda e, which is sublime. I saw one at Goodwood. Fantastic machines, love them to bits. Number eight is Renault Zoe, which has been vastly improved by the old model, which was pretty dire, but this one is actually really good. Number seven is the Nissan Leaf, which is also, it stepped up its game massively because it was also pretty dire, but now it's actually really quite good. And Number six is the Kia Soul EV, which is fantastic, it's just an honest car at the end of the day, does its job, and it's very nice. It's I'd really like it, it's just, it's just honest, isn't it? And number five is the Mini Electric. Mm-hmm. The Mini electric. And number four is the Hyundai Kona electric, sixty-four kilowatt per hour. Um and number three is the Peugeot E two oh eight. Number two is the Volkswagen ID three, which is coming to the road soon. Very exciting. And number one, you just know it already, don't you? Take a guess. It's the Kia E Nero. I know. It's just you just guess it, don't you? The Kia E Kia E Nero is just it's just it's one of the best electric cars on sale. And it doesn't mean it's the best. I just said it's the best. It's the best-selling, but doesn't mean it's the best, if you know what I mean. Um, if you take the Kia e-Niro at number one and the Kia Soul EV at number six, the Kia Soul EV is probably a better car. Bigger battery, more powerful, um, more range and stuff like that, but then again, it's the price, isn't it, at the end of the day? The Kia e-Niro is a lot cheaper, and people want affordable electric cars, so there we go. Now, if you have a Mini Cooper SE, or now you've bought one after this podcast, which would be fantastic, which means I've succeeded in life, then um, you want a road to take it around, don't you? You want a nice road where you can race it around. Well, my way or highway this week, if if you're not familiar with my way or highway, I'll just explain it quickly. You can either take my way, which is the nice way, or you can just take the highway and bugger off. Well, this week, it's the Snake Pass, which is located in Derbyshire. It's on the A57, and it's 503 metres high, peak point. And it's just very nice, quite twisty, which is good for these little electric cars because you've got the big turning circle, sorry, small turning circle. Um always, always chucks me out the boat, that does, it's confusing. Uh, that's a good phrase, isn't it? Chucks me out the boat? I thought of that at the top of my head. But yeah, it's just, with an electric car, it's not really straight you want, although you can drag it, can't you, from 060, which is exciting. But it's mostly the twisty stuff that you want. It's just, this is the road for you. It's very, very pretty, stunning views, you've got loads of grass everywhere, some sheep, and it's just genuinely a very, very nice... Very, very, very nice road, so there we go. Now, um, electric cars, let's just go back to the random topic of electric cars uh, for about four or five minutes or so. Before I say goodbye, go downstairs and probably get ready for bed soon, actually, or listen to an album, I don't know, depends what I want to do, Uh, (laughs) because it's that time of night, I know, it's crazy. Um, I just want to talk about EVs, because people are now starting to accept EVs into into today's society. I know, if you would have asked me about three or four years ago, I would have said, oh, EVs, electric cars, I don't like them. What is the point? And I just thought them really boring and sluggish and horrible. But now I'm actually really keen, um, I'm really keen of electric cars, actually. Whenever I see the, oh, sorry, hear the buzz, if there's anything you can hear, or the whine of electric car, I get quite excited. I think, oh, this is the future. And as Richard Hammond said, it's a new bank of noises, and you've got to welcome that. It's It's exciting. And if you're thinking, oh, I've got to drive an electric car every day for the rest of my life, that's not really the case. Because an electric car will be your car to drive from Monday to Friday going to work and back, which will save the planet and save you a lot of money, because I think the average person spends like five grand or something on fuel a year, which is mad. Um, And then your petrol or diesel car that you may have for fun, you can use at the weekends, or bring out every now and then out of the barn for a big ride or something like that. So... These electric cars are actually helping you to keep the more special combustion engine cars on the road. So really, I, I wouldn't complain. And I've learnt, and I know Matt, my friend, who was on the show a few weeks ago, has also learnt, because and quite recently actually, because he used to hate them. He used to think, why? I don't like them. I want a big V8. But recently, he's been like, actually, I quite like them. He's keen to the Honda E, which is great. He's joined the club. And he's keen of these electric cars, which is good. Everybody should be keen on electric cars. If you've got experience of your EVs and stuff like that, then do get in contact, please. I'd love to hear your stories. I remember chatting to somebody at a car show once, um, and he was on his third BMW i3. So impressed, he's had three. Um, And he he just does that for confidence, really, because the batteries can drain. But nowadays, that's not really the case. If you buy a 2020 EV, they will last longer than, say, a 2014 EV, because in the past few years, they've just gone up, 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 in technology, and if you just think in another five or ten years, where are we going to be then? Range is going to be crazy. Charging times are going to be crazy. Acceleration, top speed are going to be crazy. I mean, have you seen the Neo EP10? It's just, it's mad. And yeah, the future is very exciting, and I'm, I'm ready to embrace it. Self-driving cars, big no-no. I don't like them. Um, although I might change my mind. I'd be very surprised if I do actually, because what's the point? It's just taking the fun away. I think there might be around, but probably not in my lifetime, and I'm only nearly 15. So, that's saying something. It's quite a while to go yet. Yeah? You see all of these crashes. Recently, a Tesla ploughed into a, a tipped-over lorry, an autopilot. Um, but I think that's probably because of the driver probably reading a book or something. Um, but autopilot and these cars aren't really autopilot. And I think these car companies shouldn't really brand it as autopilot. They should brand it as some sort of assist, really, because it's not going to drive itself. But anyway... Some random rambling over. Um, That's it, really. This podcast flies by for me, and I don't know if it flies by for you, but I hope it does. I really hope you enjoy it, because this podcast is a pleasure to do every week. Uh, I look forward to doing them. I look forward to releasing them on a Sunday. Um, New episodes are released every single week. Next week, episode 13, I think, I've got a guest. And I'm not going to tell you who he is. Uh, All I'm going to tell you is it's very exciting. uh, Third guest of season one. So, yeah, do look forward to that. Uh, Next week's show will be a little bit more different, but it will be excellent otherwise. um, Yeah, so subscribe to the Piston Podcast, leave it a positive review, uh, share it with your friends, car-related friends and stuff like that. Uh, Follow me on social media, DanielCars05, and if you're on my social media, then check out my website. Uh, The link will be in my bio. And there you can see all my articles I've written, etc., etc. Really appreciate that. Let me know what you think. Uh, In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane... Carry on enjoying your cars in your driveway, or if you are out in your car, which is probably a bit naughty. If you go to the shops, maybe, I don't know, just enjoy it. Have some fun, and yeah, don't get too drunk. Um, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Acterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're baffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for The Piston Podcast.